are listening to episode 58 of the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. And I'm Sam Melancon from Debacle Records. Each week, one of us picks a Rancid or Rancid-adjacent song, and we talk about it and all our complicating feelings. Complicated feelings. Complicating feelings? Well, that it's, well, you know. Hey. Yeah. Um, so this week, it was my pick, and I wanted to pick something that was going to have me in a good mood. Um, not because it's subject matter necessarily, but because because it's, it's Daily City Train. He was an artist and a writer and a poet and a friend in a man's life he will take a fall but how low he goes it just depends yeah he's shooting dope in the bedroom at the station daily city train all right so daily city train it is of course on and out come the wolves Songwriting credits, Lars, Tim, Matt. Um, yeah. What? Brett? Does Brett get a songwriting <laughs> credit on? I don't remember how they credited everybody. No, I think it's just the three of them get credit. Anyway. Um, one of the three ska, ska-ish songs on and Out Come the Wolves, which we'll, we can, we'll talk about that a little later. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So clearly, like this is, this is that Tim sweet spot telling a story about a friend. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I, I think this is less telling a story. This is more like it's kind of like as a eulogy for a friend. I think is the way I've always thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is gonna be one of those episodes where, like, I'm just gonna say the obvious, but like this song is fucking amazing. This is like one of the best songs I think. Um. I well anyway, as one of my favorite songs. I, I shouldn't say best. This is one of my favorite. I, anyway, uh, I think there's a lot of <laughs> there's like a lot of really really good Tim moments in the lyrics. There's also like Tim at his most Tim. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say. Um, and <laughs> I think I think just like musically, there's a lot of really interesting things going on. Um, I'm gonna start at the beginning. I love the like opening drum like roll thing like oh man like it's a just perfect brett moment and it's like one of those things where brett can play the ska stuff so well um when he kind of like rolls it on it sounds like it's it sounds like a snare turned off we talked about that and then like rolls on the toms or whatever like down Mm -hmm. oh god Mm -hmm. it's just like Oh yeah, it took me a minute to talk, to be like, "What are you talking about?" And then I immediately heard it. The yes, oh my god, and it just kind of like falls into the song. Yeah, yeah, it's a great little pre pre chorus, like pre verse intro thing. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I don't either. It's just, but it's it's wonderful. Um, and like one of the things I didn't quite remember until like listening to it closely is like, you know, we've talked about moments of Ransom where there's like kind of angular guitar stuff i mm-hmm. like i'm assuming it's lars playing it like on, i think it's like on the verses and stuff uh like on places where it's a little more 
it's like lead guitar stuff. Like, I mean, it's like Tim's totally. always doing the upstroke. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah. It's like kind of like, like a little nervous, like that nervous energy of like post-punk, you know? Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. you don't really get with Rancid normally. And, and it's, I like, I really like it in the context of a ska song. I think that's kind of yeah. cool, like juxtaposition. Um, but it's had such a cool tension to it. Yeah. And which I think, fits the theme of, or like kind of heightens the feeling of the song in a way because i think like obviously it, i don't know we're what two-thirds of the way for the song where we talk or maybe halfway through where it talks about like jackal was one of the ones that perished yeah like but you know like the first part of it there's this there is this tension of like is this dude gonna die <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like obviously now having heard it six million times it's I, like i said i think of it as a eulogy but yeah. early on, it's like, well, wait, you know, where is this going? And it's like, oh, yeah. And I think that that the sort of, yeah, that tension and the musicality of it heightens that in a really nice, surprising way. And it's just it's just such a well put together song. Yeah, it really has the music like it, it is really thoughtful, kind of sweet, like classic ranted song of like being like weirdly heroic about somebody who's just. A dead, had a lot of problems <laughs> dead, you know somebody had a lot of problems and is dead from drugs and and tim you know misses him and you know like that's a that's basically right. well trod yes rancid ground right like but like but you uh, know i think it's like songs like this that have made that such a light you know yeah 100 you know. like this is probably the er one you know like, right. but <laughs> there's kind of fun, a funny thing in rancid's history of like Either you're their, their friend and they're going to write the sweetest song about how drugs took you away from them, or you're a stranger and they're going to be just a fucking junkie or a, or a dope sick girl or a, yeah. you know, like, 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 <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like if you're close to them and, and you're lost to this stuff, you get this very sweet reaction. And then there's a little bit more of like a judgmental dismissive thing of if you're just a there's like an othering of the people who are not um that is interesting yeah god dope sick girl's a perfect example of yeah you know she just took his money you know and uh you know and junkie man is you know on the same you know and they're they're sort of like asking like we want to know what you're feeling junkie man but it's like it's not any different than you know what was jackal feeling you know what i mean like like you you know what the people who fall towards this field like you you've you know been in recovery yourself you know what i mean like right. it isn't it's so funny that it's like all oh, this foreign thing you know it's like yeah i mean uh, it's, yeah like from that standpoint like knowing that yeah like taken out of the context of rancid and tim mm-hmm. it's an, i think that's a you know that's a really sort of classic common conversation or thing that happens of it is always the uh, this person is always the other until it's somebody until you it's know. your friend or your family yeah member. and, and how that like, why don't people treat these people better you know you're right like, oh. and i mean and i've known you know and i'm and, and some people you know compartmentalize that thing but i've you know, i've known people um who i mean uh, you know my mom actually is a pretty good example and not specifically with like drug addiction and stuff but where there have been things where she was real kind of judgmental about things and then knew somebody who was experienced and it's like totally changed her perspective. And like the, the, the sort of best outcome of that is that 
it changes your perspective and then you apply that to everybody like yeah and and that and like i've seen her do that and obviously you know there's some situations it's like no you're just a fuck up but like it's yeah but it, i had never i <laughs> i hadn't thought of that as far as it's like yeah how are you why are you so judgmental about some of these motherfuckers and <laughs> yeah, like and then, i mean but, but then half of your songs are about guys who fall and, into this stuff and you know that kind of goes i mean but that's uh, one of those things that we've talked about from the beginning that is one of our sort of issues with these guys is the you're on the team or you're off the team yeah sort of yeah, yeah exactly 100 yeah like you're on the list or you're off the list yeah, like <laughs> It does really seem like that's a thing. And, you know, not to undercut this song, which I do think is one of the cooler, best songs. And what it's worth saying, too, that, like, it stands up as one of the coolest, most powerful songs on this record. And it's it's hard to remember that it's right smack in between Ruby and Journey. Yeah. Which <laughs> like, are like... Like, what a like, run that is, though. The yeah. canonical songs of this record, I would say. You know, yes. and, like, it's like... If most people think of anything from the rest of the record, it's those two songs with maybe Olympia thrown in, you know, and it's like, yeah, roots. They, you know, but yeah, but yeah. I think roots rolls off your back a lot faster. Like, well, if, if you're like, true. what is the yes. thing you really remember in your soul? You know what I mean? That's and it's true. like, yeah, it's, Ruby it's going to be those songs. And, yeah. Maybe yeah. Like and that. really, I think you're right that it's, you know, the, the three ska songs really, because we'll, we'll talk about it probably in a minute, but like, it is pretty wild that there's only three, but um yeah this song as a like ska song is really interesting in that it's very second wave ska Mm -hmm. and that the only thing that's really keeping it ska is kind of the a little bit of the rhythm section and then a lot of that just that that guitar line and that nerviness that sort of that that offbeat um you know like kind of tension filled you know it's got more of like it has to do with like pill or something than it has to do with like like you know it's definitely not that's a i'm right. sure people are like what the hell are you talking about no, but, but if I it's kind of mean. like pull back yeah there's like a there's a stat you know kind of a tension and release that that w tension and release that for rancid is not always in there the mm-hmm. music you know what i mean and is yeah i think a really cool and i i i'm telling like i i think on recording i i couldn't i don't know definitively who's playing what guitar line on this I just assume, like, Tim is always playing the upstrokes. Because, like, that's... I feel like Lars is not very good at that part. <laughs> that that might be true, but... And I, I'm, I wonder, I'm basing that off of, like, live video. Yeah, exactly. I wonder how much this is It turns into, one, like, a palm muting, like, thing yeah, or something. But, yeah, yeah. But I wonder how much this might have just been two t- Tim guitar lines. Because they both sound yeah. so Tim to me. They do. I mean, yeah. I guess that's that's a good point. Like, I just assumed it was Lars because it's not the upstroke. But yeah, I mean, it. I did think it sounds very Tim. Like, especially the solo. Like, that's a... Yeah. That feels very like... Um, yeah, it's, 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 there's something about it that is too... Like it sits on notes longer. Like Tim tends to like hold a note longer on his solos than Lars does, um, especially these days. But they've also both improved quite a bit on their solos. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I love the three note solos. Uh, but yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. There's something about the musicality of the song that I think is probably overlooked. Of like, this is a real interesting stretch for them, and because it's kind of such a sweet, meaningful 
thing and one of the Scott songs, I think you, it's easy to overlook like how mature of a, like, like I said, like, like a post-punk song this is, you know? Um, yeah. I even, even like the, um, like the vocals on the court, like the, kind of the gang vocal, had the, it had, it almost gives it this weird anthemic vibe. Yeah, to yeah. It. Like, I mean, obviously like lyrically, it's not <laughs> like what I think of when I think of an anthemic song, but um, the, like, the delivery of it, especially the jackal had a beer in his hand last time I seen a... It's like, I can just imagine, like, people with their fists in the air belt, like... It's it's, it's less the it's the, like, drunken leaving the bar at 2 a.m. Had You've just had... You and your, like, buds have just had the best fucking time. And you're, like, singing, you know, drunkenly into the night. Yeah, uh, totally. That's That's very much the vibe, for sure. And so it's like all these like very disparate pieces, right? Like it's this sweet right. little, like he said, it's kind of like an Irish wake, you know, kind of yeah. thing that we've talked about before of like, like, of like, well, we lost this guy. He probably drank himself and, you know, did heroin or whatever, right. you know, to death. And, 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 but he was a sweet art and, you know, he fell into this and it sucks. And, and, um, and you know he got out, and no matter what, he was still himself. And like, like he, like this is a really heartfelt, like directly, like what you said. Eulogy is a great um, term for it. And 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 then you know they're sort of doing it in that sort of masculine version of how do you express regret? Will you celebrate? Which is one of the better things that has come out of a lot of this. Is like like you know I do think celebration around death is actually a really powerful thing. And um, yes. grief should be a combination of celebration and sadness, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, it does totally like it jumps from that, like sad kind of forlorn tension filled part to that. Like, yeah, this rousing barrel house kind of, you know, you, you feel like there's an upright piano somewhere and somebody's like yeah. banging on it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, um, and then like 10 people are around standing around you know and screaming and and it's 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 very moving it's very it's a very sweet moving song and it's it's a little bit like wow how much are we just like you know uh saying it's fine he died (laughs) like but but it, it skirts that edge of like celebrating somebody you know who was pretty doomed near the end it seemed like you know and what yeah well i kind of like on that note of you know celebrating one of one of my well my favorite line in the song and this is like i love this is one of my favorite tim lines is the but what about the kid who never learned the rules that is such a good line like and it's so to me you know it kind of gets at that thing of how um like you know i'm not trying to like take people's like agency and like responsibility away mm-hmm. like but it's um some people you know you are come up in an environment like you have no fuck you you have been so, you've been fucked from the beginning let's yeah, just exactly. say and uh, you know like it's when i think of a lot of people i, I mean you know i i am a very privileged person and but like I try not to look down on people for, you know, I look mm-hmm. down on MAGA Republicans, but anyway, um, <laughs> um, but like, you know, you think of people who have never 
had to deal with anything like that. Like, you know, they've grown up in very, with having very privileged lives where they were provided for and they were uh, given everything they could need and taught and socialized in ways that, you know, to, so they could fit into society and all these things. And then you see people because there's lots of people who didn't have that. I mean, shit, I'm married to one and you see how, and then they just, you know, it's, it's that judgmental thing of like, well, how could you not know how to do this? Like, yeah. And I don't know. I just, I really love the way, like it's so succinctly put like some grow up, some gold old. What about the kids? The kid who never learned the rule. God, it's such a good line. Like that is, again, that is Tim at his best. Yeah. Tim seeing the, the, the truth of how systems just let people down and the difference between somebody who's successful and, and well-adjusted and somebody who isn't, is just like being well aware of the fact that people are set up by parents, by class, by all these things, you know, by the system. And it's like, he's always got that down. There is yeah. a funny thing of like, if you, <laughs> if you speak a wrong word against him, you're suddenly on the shit list and you can <laughs> fuck yourself. And like, like it's a funny, it's a, <laughs> there's a funny other side to him that it may be not so funny, but like, um, but when it's, when it's on, it's so on and it's so sweet and it's so, um, I don't know, real. It doesn't feel like somebody feels like somebody coming from that and getting lucky mm-hmm. and then not, a lot of times when people get lucky, they go, well, I did it. You know, they, like yeah, it they pull the ladder up behind them and shit. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and it, it becomes this whole thing of like, well, mine's either divine, like God is involved or, or I'm must, I'm, I'm so fucking so good. Yeah. And exactly. I've worked so hard. And, and so it just yeah. worked out for me. And it's like, and then you don't want that agency to take it away from you of like, well, a lot of that is luck. You know, a lot of it is, you know, good luck, good fortune, good people around you. And, and, um, just being in the right, right moment at the right time with the right mm-hmm. attitude and, you know, all these things. And like so many people want to say that like hurts them. Cause they're like, but I did it. And you're like, yes, you did do it. But like you, you know, nothing's any one thing. It isn't right. just chutzpah and it isn't just luck. Right. It's some combination of all those things. And it's like so quickly, you can just see so many people, especially if they come from a marginalized group or come from a marginalized situation, they'll get so hurt when you say, well, man, you had all this extra help and it's like, um, or you got really lucky or other people aren't going to have the same path as you did. It's like, well, but I did it. So I must be, am I special? Am I not special? And it's like, it's just not that simple. You know, it's just the truth of it. None of it is that simple. And, and, um, I always think about, so in a past life, I worked, um, as a financial aid administrator at a mm -hmm. university here in town. And, one of the people I worked with, like, had worked there for 30-something years. And, I mean, and she'd had a rough life. And she, mm-hmm. and she, so whenever we were doing, you know, she put these kids through hell to get their shit. And, and I never, I was always the one that was like, I mean, I was like, it's not my fucking money. I don't care. Like, I'm, you know, it's like, I'm not going to break the rules or whatever, or like, do things illegally. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to, you know. And, it, and I used to just always think about how it's, and it's not this simple, but like people, there's like two kinds of people. It's like the one, like everybody's been through some shit for the most part. 
Mm-hmm. And there's people who are like, well, I went through it, so you're going to go through it too. Mm-hmm. Or it's mm-hmm. the, I went through it, and I don't want anybody else to have to fucking deal with this shit. So I'm going to yeah. like help you out. And like, I try to be the second type of person. And I think it's like, you know, but those things are all like, it's just, yeah. Like, it's like, just because I went through and overcame something for whatever reason. And like, you don't have to do that. Doesn't say anything about who we are as people. That's like, it doesn't make me a better person. It doesn't make you a worse person. doesn't make, and like, I, I just, it's like trying not to tie my, any of my identity or self-worth into those kind of things. I mean, it's hard because society tells you that that's what it's, you know, that's the core. That's the core of your being is, you know, how hard you felt like you didn't go through something hard. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it isn't like you don't deserve like the, the facts on the ground is you probably do deserve some amount of recognition. And that's really what you're looking for is recognition that it was hard for you. Yeah, yeah really. But the only place that you're seeing it happen again is nobody's like, nobody's having a referendum on your thing. They're having a referendum on the next person's thing. So it becomes about that next person and your, your natural brains, you know, simplistic response is just to go like, yeah, but I had to like, why, why don't you have to, you know? And that's, I mean, to keep and this on financial aid, it's the student loan forgiveness say, thing, right? Thing. Well, yeah, I paid mine is... off. Who gives? Congratulations. You, you fucking psychopath. Like, like, like I, that wasn't shit... that the worst? Like, yeah. why, why should we right. stay in this, this, the, this mired in this insanity because you feel butthurt that you had to do something? And so that's always going to be true when something of changes everything. for the better. Right. I mean, it's, there yeah. will be the last person through the door that had something bad happen to them. Yep. Like that sucks. And it's the, but the point is that that sucks and yeah. we need to stop it. Not that sucks. So we must maintain it. Right. It's like, well, <laughs> like, I did it. It's such and a it was, crazy response. I know. I, like that. It is like, this was this terrible thing and I had to do it. Now I want everybody till the end of fucking time to do it too. Like, I mean, you know, and I'm not suggesting that everybody who thinks that about student loans or whatever is a fucking sociopath, but that's like sociopathic, like mindset, like, I suffered. Everybody must suffer. Let's like, it's, oh, it, God. to me, it does belie pretty obviously like an inability to process a personal frustration outside of yourself. Right. Like, 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 yeah. like yeah. there, there is some underlying, that's like, more, that's a much more, your personal stuff has to be projected onto everyone else. It's like, you can't frame any, any interaction with the world outside of self. <laughs> It's funny. I literally just talked about this kind of thing in therapy an hour ago, like or two hours or however long it's been. And we were, cause we were talking about imposter syndrome and, mm-hmm. and you know, one of the, one of the things that we've talked about on this podcast, I think we've talked about it. I've talked about it on the other podcast, but I think we've talked about it. It's kind of along like radical acceptance and liking what you like and all those things. But like, if, if you like some, if you think something like nice about somebody or like say something, right? Yeah, like, we've been talking a lot about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so, and I was talking, and I talked about this on the daily, on the Foxy Jealous Daily, but with imposter syndrome and specifically with one person who I felt really intimidated by, it was somebody I'd worked with, and it like, and all these things, mm-hmm. and. And then, and, and then he and I like talked about it and he was like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe, like, he's like, I feel this way all the time. And I can't believe you would feel this way. Cause you've done all this. And it was like this great thing. But, but I was talking about in therapy. It's how it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, 
you know, you think about that, like you took all your anxiety and all your shit and put it on somebody else who had no idea and use that a, to make it feel like, Oh, well I could never be this because I have, you know, because X, Y, and Z, but it also, it like, it paints this other person is something else that they're not like through no doing of their own. Oh yeah. 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 I and, see what you're saying. And yeah. it's like, it's this. And so it's, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like this super, it's yeah. It's this idea. It's like, it's being unable to separate your anxiety, your mm-hmm. frustrate, like all of those things from the world outside you. I mean, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> It's when people That's go to therapy. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think it's such an interesting I, I, thing with, you know, with anything like, you know, to bring it back to the song with, deal, you know, having experience in dealing with people who are, um, you know, ha- are dealing with addiction and substance abuse and, you know, came up in environments where they were basically set up to fail for the rest of their lives. And like, well, that didn't happen to me, so I don't understand. You know, like I don't, it's just yeah. Anyway, we went off on a real interesting tangent there, but um, I don't know what, I was, what we were even talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's good. Uh, the two things I have left to talk about on the song in my head are one. Uh, I think we need a power ranking list of like the songs that test your Tim. Like okay the bridge right <laughs> yeah there's a the the beginning and the bridge like there's a part of the last time um uh what there's something at the fly away oh one. have you ever and seen then an they angel too. Well, i know I, I, I know i have the fly away for sure and then um the bridge completely oh out of God. nowhere you're just like <laughs> oof oof To me, I don't even, like until I come back to these songs and, and do, you know do the like hyper focus. I would just be going having a great time with that part, but like <laughs> I forget like this is totally a song that if you have a hard time with Tim, you're gonna have a really hard time with that bridge. <laughs> that bridge that is it is gen genuinely one of the like sloppiest yeah Tim moments of ever. I like I'm looking at the lyrics right now and i don't even <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm like what does he say that <laughs> yeah yeah like and what's funny is the the rhythm of him slopping through that <laughs> is so in my bo- brain that i could almost do it in the tim you know like the butterfly you know like like i can do the i can do like the vowels you know almost <laughs> The, yeah, exactly. the way he says bird and flight is so yeah it's exactly it's like fly. that's what i said bird and fly and uh god uh, we should do that more <laughs> we need more <laughs> tim tim impression tim sound uh yeah. Oh. yeah um 
Send, yeah, it, send like, in your Tim Armstrong. No, don't. Yeah, do I want to no, hear that, your best that, Tim. That, that could get maybe really bad. I was about to say, it could get real close to, uh, to some bad things, yeah. but it's also delightfully fun to do sometimes. Um, but, but yeah, like it, I, is, I, it is a test, and, and where I know I'm just so far gone, <laughs> it's like, I'm totally good with it. Like, yeah, no, 100%. I, I kind of love it. You know, like it's just, it's one of those things, though, that it's, it may it makes rancid rancid. Oh, every yeah. once in a while, you're gonna have this guy. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I still think back to the very first episode because when I was listening to this, I just started listening. Out come the wolves and on disorder and disarray and <laughs> Travis, what the fuck you talking what about? What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Like every once in a while, you're just gonna have this guy stumble in who he's I, I, not drunk because you know they don't really drink and like and i think they were back in this period were pretty yeah, especially not then yeah. right it, like but just stumble in belligerent or like here he just sounds like he's just <laughs> i don't even know and it's just and then they're getting and, and it's like this guy walks in and the band is like well might as well hand him a mic <laughs> <laughs> and then like cool thanks for coming by and now we're gonna go back into chuckle out of yeah exactly <laughs> i love it uh, i yeah yeah, it's a, it's great. It's so funny. It's like when Tim does that one voice where, you know, he's got a really flat kind of wide mouth, you know, and he does that thing where he's singing with his cheeks all the way out. You know what I'm talking about? Like where you, you can really hear him like muppeting super hard. Yeah, like, like muppeting. Just, yes. Like his, his, the points of his lips are like all the way to the back of his teeth, right? You know what I mean? Like, and he's, he's talking kind of through his teeth. And he's like, <laughs> like, like he's he's enunciating in this very wide mouth way, you know. And it's and he gets this other tone to his voice. And there's certain songs where he really has it. And it's one of the more compelling, like charismatic things he does, I think. But it's a lot of times when he gets the most mushy, right? <laughs> but it's also like it's almost like a mode he goes into. Like like sometimes it's just like it's not apparent at all in his voice. And then sometimes he'll start doing that, you know, kind of very, again, like, like wide mouth enunciation, but he's doing it fast, you know? And it's, it's like, God, there's something very specific about your teeth and your mouth, you know, like that you can do that. Like, that's such a very, like, it's a physiological thing. You it, know? <laughs> like, God, like, it, rem- it makes me think of um, the scene in Tommy Boy. <laughs> when they're in the car high as fuck off of nitrous and they're like rouds limit limit <laughs> that's what it reminds me of yeah it's like that but sped up right <laughs> right yeah put that through fast forward and um add a scobby behind it and you've got, <laughs> you've got the bridge of daily city track and against all odds it's fantastic <laughs> it's wonderful i mean it's 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 this is why ai is not something i worry about too much in the arts you know what i mean like yeah it's, it's the flaws that make something like this wonderful oh it's god the, someone's the gonna uniqueness. someone's gonna make a ai rancid song where it's entirely sung with the, oh sure but but it still will be like no. not original right. you know what i mean like and, and we'll have to have been you have to have tim in the next tim the next person with a very unique voice that's gonna won't be generated by ai it will be generated by a human being you know what i mean yep. like the human touch of like what is good and what is bad is so much more complicated and when the thing about ai is like it only can be based on things it knows you know what i mean and so 
You, if you made uh, <laughs> AI listen to stuff up until 1987, you wouldn't have a Tim Armstrong That's sound. True. You know what I mean? Like, like there is just a power to the uniqueness of humanity and our tolerance for weird tones. And in a lot of ways, it's like the most avant-garde thing about Rancid is Tim. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just Tim's delivery. You know, and, absolutely. And and, and it I'm, is in full flight on this bridge <laughs> yeah absolutely and the other thing i was gonna say that i'm sure you wanted to talk about was sort of i'm still kind of blown away that like rancid has this um most people's understanding of rancid is outcome the wolves yes maybe let's go 90 percent of people that i think you know if you had said name a rancid dog they're gonna say ruby or time bomb right yeah they have a reputation of being this the, the one of the it's like no doubt and them cracking the case on ska punk right becoming yep. a mainstream thing and then about all the ska like the more popular right, right, ska right, right. punk came afterwards like but they were really like you know i've even watched the leading edge. recently yeah. they were definitely leading edge they had three songs that were like <laughs> half ska like it's supposed to be so weird to be like oh you're that ska punk band right i mean part of that I think speaks to the quality of those three songs. Like, yes, they are so good that it skews people's perception. Yeah. 100%. That's a good point. And one of them is like their biggest or second biggest song ever. So, I mean, that helps too. Um, Yeah, totally. (laughs) But yeah, no, that is most people heard the band in the first place. Yeah. That is why, of course, but like, it It, is a weird thing. And, and I think, since then they've actually in a lot of ways become more of a reggae ska band than they were with, at the release of this album because really at that time they had done like the beeves and but you know whatever the oh uh, um um harder they come yeah you know, and they, they've done these two tracks like the, their the population density of ska and reggae tracks were pretty low you know it took life won't wait and indestructible to like start getting a lot more ska and, and reggae into their sound you know and so for us it's like yeah there's a lot of ska in their their, their <laughs> band mixture but at that time it's like you mean those three songs right you know, like and and two of which are like the saddest little like right like slow uh, weird songs you know like it's such a i don't know there's also a thing i was thinking about that's a half-formed thought that maybe we could pick up on later which is like there's something to the way it was produced as a record and also the fact that they were obviously listening to a lot of ska and they had these ska songs that there are non-ska songs on the album that have the tone of ska. Hmm. I think because of the way Matt's playing the bass sometimes and like, like I almost, like when I hear the song, I'm like, oh, there's kind of a ska vibe and you listen to the actual song structure and you're like, there's no ska here, but there's like... There's a texture, timbre, and like bounciness to some of the the playing and everything that like you're like you forget that that's not a, like I I would make a case for a classic one like this being like there's parts of Journey even though Journey itself is in no way a ska song but like you could go like uh, there's a related vibe to their ska songs on Journey and I would say the same thing about Ruby yeah like. That- I don't agree completely. They're, they're explicitly not ska songs, right. but they have the vibe of like sitting well next to ska songs and they're like produced like them, or I don't know what it is. It might just be bad space to be 100% honest. 
that's clear. Like, yeah, you know, no, I mean, that's I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not. I think that is something kind of worth investigating further. <laughs> not necessarily right now because I need to think about it more. Um, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's a it's not. And hell, if that gives me an excuse to like listen to Ruby and Journey, it'll <laughs> twist my arm. But um, no, I think there is something to that, and I think that I think that kind of heightens the impact of that three song run because of the way they fit together like that. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, 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 and I don't know if that's just after the fact, like the storytelling makes it all fit together. And so you kind of remember it as being very sky or something, but like, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. They're, they're not ska songs, but you could be, I don't know. I don't even know how to fully right. frame that thought. But, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, that yeah it, it is just wild that there's only three songs that they're mostly pretty sad songs and that they're, they're um some of the best songs i've ever done and that just marked them forever as like that scott right. band <laughs> right and i can't even yeah i can't imagine what it's like to be that and, and it's yeah and then ever since anytime there's a new rancid thing coming out everybody's looking for the ska songs I mean, we've talked yeah. about it with the new record. Is there going to be any? I don't think there is, but I, I doubt that there's a ska song on that new record. It does not seem like the the type yeah. of record that's going to no. have a ska song. But but it's it's a question that always gets asked. So oh yeah, one hundred percent. And it, I mean, they had a whole comp that is just like here's all of our, especially all of our stuff, but especially the more obscure stuff, like all at once is the Moonstompers comp. You know, like yeah, like not a lot of bands have a thing where they have like a stripe of their music that you can just be like, Hey, I'm going to put out only right. that as a record. Cause there's like a whole side of our fandom that only likes that, that part of what <laughs> yeah. we do, you know? Um, that's a weird thing. No. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's just a great song. It is a really, yep. really great song. And, and yeah, outcome the wolves is just, it's a still astounding to me that it exists. Every time I go back to it, I'm just like, fuck they fell into this somehow um <laughs> so one thing i want to do i was gonna have us do this but I, I actually i think it'd be more interesting i want people to so i think about like i, don't, I normally don't do ranking things but sometimes it's fun yeah i want people to send in or tell us on instagram twitter whatever rank the three ska songs on an outcome of the wolves from favorite to least favorite Ooh, that's tough. And then, and so this will air, it'll, like, in the, whenever, in two weeks, whenever we record after this airs, because, like, we got to, you know, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. we will, like, kind of do, like, a mini mailbag sort of thing at the end of the episode, like, just what people's rankings were and share our own. Okay. It's, re- it's, well, it's actually, it's really hard. One and two are really hard. Three is really easy for me, but one and two, it's really hard. So I'm just going to leave it there. Um, yeah. I have a very clear third favorite, but man, they're all fucking great songs. So, yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. Try to figure out yours now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, everybody like send those in, leave a voicemail, social media, send us an email, however you want to do it. Uh, it'd be really cool, like if we, because uh, and I would, it'd be, it'll be really interesting to see if there's a consensus or if it's just like people equally yeah, ranked everything, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is I think I have, a, I feel like that may be how it goes because they are all so good. So, 
They are really. You can you can make a case for any one of the three that it's like the best of the three. Yeah, I would I would one hundred percent be like, yeah, that's sure. Yeah, you know, like I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, but I'm just curious. So totally. Um, Okay, I hope you have a pick for next week. I didn't I didn't remind you. Wait, what? But are we doing the? Are we pre-announcing the other one? I thought the pick was basically the the new song no because we're going to record that special to air next friday oh yeah so this is going to come out out. yeah i will cut this out (laughs) sorry you're right i I, my brain just no i understand a moment of like what are you talking about i just pulled my headphones out hang on I thought the same thing earlier today and was like, oh, yeah, we don't need a pick. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, we do. Wait, we totally need a pick. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, let's start over. Uh, do you have a pick? You don't have a pick, do you? <laughs> Listen, buddy, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. What the I'm fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not frantically searching through. This list of songs. What are you talking about? Oh, man. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Don't put that evil on me. Oh shit. Um. <laughs> oh no. Why is it so hard? Um. It is really fucking hard. Usually, I like just have something and I'm good, but this one's like kind of getting me. Um. Yeah, I think I've used up all my. I've got one in the can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we finally like hit that. Um. Whoa! What just happened? Hello. I was. I'm. I have open cans, so oh, I'm like. I was like, okay. wait. I was like, do I want to listen to Gunshot? Um. It just went like. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, weird. Fan- it just Sam just faded into the fucking ether, man. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Shit. Did we do seven years down yet? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you have the list of shit we've done. I, do I don't. Have I don't list. have it. I do so have the list. Uh, that's what I should be looking at. Oh. Um. Oh no, I got a great one. Okay. All right. Oh, am I ready to to fire this one off? Yeah, I think you got it because we. Okay, I'm gonna. All right. Okay. Okay. Set me up again. All Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I know that you thought about this a lot beforehand. Uh, what's your pick for next week? Well, I've had this in my pocket for a long time, uh, which is actually kind of true uh, because I've, I've I've thought about doing it many, many, many times over and then have not. Uh, let's go to my favorite compilation of all time and the first track, which is The Brothels. Oh, off of the first given the boot which is a sacred text for me and a very important thing so uh okay and i'm yeah like i i don't even remember if it's a problematic song now that i think (laughs) based on the title and i i think there's a pretty good chance it could be there's a pretty good chance we're gonna walk right into (laughs) minefield but um that's what we're here for complicated that's exactly what we're here for and it is we get to talk a little bit. I don't want this to be the like referendum on giving the boot because that fucking album is so important to me. 
but um we could talk a little bit about give him the boot and hellcat and stuff like the beginning of hellcat and some of the things but it's also just like a really solid like you feel like that one especially feels like oh this didn't go on life won't wait because they were like we need a good song for uh, right right you know what i mean like like they they needed a very high tier rancid song well, and this was also, and yeah, I mean, you have that aspect. This is also back in the day when like compilations were kind of a big deal. So, um, oh, we're a huge deal, and yeah. this was like one of the biggest right. things they did ever. And I actually learned it by following Vic, of course, following up with Vic. I learned a lot about how that comp came together um, because his um, longtime girlfriend—I don't think ever wife, but very you know major person—who I didn't actually—I remember her name and never knew who this entity was. She had a well, we'll get into it, but like she, she was the person who compiled it for Tim and sort of was the last voice of like who gets in and who gets out. And I, I want to like track her down and talk to her about putting it together. Oh man, man, that should be a goal in our lives is track her down and talk about yeah. putting this record together. Cause it is such an important thing in my life and like the flow of this thing. And like, you know, it, it, it holds up for sure. I mean, there's problematic stuff on it, but like, like being able to make like, here's this world of like very traditional ska and street punk and it all just flows together in this like unified statement and there's like 30 tracks and like we're gonna sell it for like 5.99 and like you know it introduced the digipack thing and like you know to hellcat and like it was like such a i don't know it was a real watershed thing for me and for a lot of the punks and like again it's like you know, i might not like the bands on those records outside of that one song but that one song in that context of that record like i'm like i love it <laughs> you know i just love it front mm-hmm. to back you know so uh we can at least kind of start talking about that but i'd love to like that's a thing we can mine for a long time because i i think that's a big part of like why i have a record label and things like that so awesome yeah yeah all right the all right. brothels all right and everybody send in your <laughs> send in your rankings yeah yeah uh, which you can send to well, you could join the Patreon, support the site, or not the site, it's not a site, it's a podcast. That's my other pitch. Yeah. Um, support the podcast, patreon.com slash the 11th hour podcast. You can put your, you can send, you know, I'll, we'll make a post over there if you want to share it over there. And mm-hmm. um, thanks to everybody who's checked it out and signed up. Or holler at us on Twitter and Instagram at RancidPod. Send us an email, which I don't remember our email address, 11th hour podcast, maybe. 11th hour pod 11th hour pod at gmail.com um leave a voicemail there's a lot of ways you can let us know your ranking or anything else you want to tell us i'll make a post on instagram too those are always do pretty well so okay you can good deal. comment it there you can pm us i'll collate it all but any way you want to contact us send us it in and uh we'll talk about we'll it in a couple it. weeks yeah yeah exactly so um cool um all right okay. uh that's that's it so See you in the pit, I guess. <laughs> I like that. I, want, I wish there was more of a pregnant pause. Like, I guess. <laughs> See you in the pit? Yeah. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> You know, after week after, after weeks of heightening, I love the the idea of just going <laughs> the other way. I mean, we've done this like fifty fucking times now, and it's like I'm running out it's of ways still... to just go. Hoo!